fuck up. This is Grow the Fuck Up, the podcast. I'm here with uh, Bobby. Bobby is here. The fan favorite of my Instagram. Every time I post you, people are like, who is that guy? Um, and then I'm with Will Ingram, too. Hey. Hi, Will. Um, I'm just going to tweak this because it just it just sounds... It sounds really... This sounds a lot better. Right. Okay. Um, so, I'm I'm actually here interviewing Bobby, but, like, I like to have Will involved, too. So, in case I'm Nike. Wait, what? Yeah, well, this is... I came all the way over here. Well, I was... I'm always happy to have you, but uh, this is a Bobby moment. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay with that, Will? Uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. Okay, okay. Well, you said that you also had a story to tell, too. So, like, you're bringing content. That's why I needed an extra person today. I don't have a story. I was just going to say I was about to take a nap. I was taking a nap, and then you texted me, and you were like, we're doing the podcast, you know? Oh. So that's more of an indication of how I'm feeling right now. Okay. He's tight-tight. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's tight tight today. He's tight tight, you know. Um, okay, so Bobby, grow, yeah. grow, grow the fuck up is about like and well. This is going to be about um, different perspectives of growing up and what it means to people and like how they're doing it. If it like what it means to you and all that stuff. So, mm. th- th- my I guess my question would be like how. How did you, how was growing up for you? Like, what was that like? Like my childhood? Yeah, yeah, like your family life too, because mm-hmm. I feel like a good foundation makes you who you are as an adult now. Oh my gosh. I would say the same thing. Okay. Um, I grew up, I honestly had a great childhood. You um, grew up in Alabama, right? I grew up in Alabama, which okay. that had its own, that yeah. was its own thing. Yeah. Um, but I grew up <laughs> in a very normal Middle class neighborhood. Ooh. Um, I, yeah, I had, I have two other siblings mm-hmm. and it was the five of us plus my two Five parents. siblings? No, it was like the five, oh, five okay, okay. members a of my family. A party of five. Party yeah, of yeah. Five. Okay. Um, but my parents were one of those people that would lock us outside and we would have to play outside our entire childhood. So. And you come in when the street lights come on. Yep. That's yep. a country boy right there. When the sun goes down, <laughs> we're going inside. That is a southern gentleman. Um, but so I spent a lot of my childhood outdoors mm-hmm. loving nature. Um, so, but yeah, it was, it was very normal school. Uh-huh. Church on Wednesday nights, church on Sunday Stop. morning. Um, you know... Typical Southern childhood, mm-hmm. if you know what a Southern childhood is. I do, I do. <laughs> like playing in the playing in the, like the dirty creeks and coming fishing. home with fishing. Yeah, Catching. coming home with com- <laughs> 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 coming home with Texania. Yeah, Yo, what's and up play- with the what's up with the Wednesday night church? Is yeah, this, is that specific to a denomination? Um. I don't. I honestly do not think so. I went to I went to a mega church um, growing up. What so is that? Mega church is a, a huge, big church. Like uh, got a lot in Georgia. Yeah, like Passion City Church in Atlanta. That's a mm. mega church. If you know what that is. But like, why is it called a mega church? Because it, it is like like if you went to like a typical Southern Baptist church, you, you would see about like fifty rows. And that could feed about a couple hundred people. Mega churches fit several thousand people. So it's just a big church. Yeah, it's like. 
some take place in like an arena. So some people rent out an arena every Sunday and have a church service. I guess yeah, my yeah. question is like, does that mean it's like a Joel Austin type thing? That is a that is a yeah. mega church, but it's not. They can teach different things, but mm. that's just saying to like structure wise and size wise. I went to a mega church. Um, so but, is it like less personal? Like whenever you have such a big um, church, like not because I feel like with church, like people are like, I know Shirley, and she's gonna bring her potatoes. Well, in that in that regards, yes, if there's several thousand congregants mm-hmm. of a church, but at the same time, there's a lot more resources that a mega church can provide. So they have leaders for kids, leaders for high school students, leaders for college students, leaders for young couples. So in that way. You know, you can find your, not click, but like find Mm. a resource that the church is providing to where it doesn't seem as big. Like they have like, you know, divorce support groups, addiction support groups, things like that. Mm. So in that way, yes. But at the same time, like if you just went to church every Sunday, didn't really interact, then yes, it could, you could get a little lost in there. I remember I went to a church when I was younger with my housekeeper. Her Mm. name was Cherry. I love that. And um, she brought me to this church where, like, people were, like, screaming and, like, passing out and Oh, that's stuff probably, like, a, that. like, a church of God. Um, yeah. They like, like to speak evangelical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. I was um, like, I'm scared. And she was like, come on, baby, let's go. Assemblies then, of God, yeah. <laughs> it's a very interesting uh, way to worship. Yeah. So, Are you still religious to this very day? Um, I see it more as, like, a personal thing like a, mm-hmm. like I don't see it as a religion or it doesn't necessarily need to be a religion yeah as well as like whatever you believe in as a personal relationship mm-hmm. you know so I try to be a good person you are a great person Bobby yeah yeah thank you you're, you're wonderful mm-hmm. um so I feel like that's my quote-unquote religion so he's trying to be a good person you so, that means that you went to, like, your, was your church, like, not soul-crushing? Because I feel like some people, like, whenever they, because whenever, okay, whenever I started working at my last job, mm-hmm. I ran into a lot of people who were like, we escaped the church. We left a toxic environment where, like, it was enforced upon us to be, like, married at a young age and, like, submit to men and not something that's, like, super extreme, but I ran into recently a lot of people who were, like, we're mm-hmm. not a part of the church anymore. We escaped it. Um, honestly, I think I haven't been a member of a specific church in a long time, but I think it's honestly just it depends on the person. Like, those yeah. things definitely happen and people get, you know unfortunate things happen so mm-hmm. people feel the need and that has, still happens to this day people don't agree with something that a specific church yeah. preaches so they go to another one or something like that I personally honestly never really felt that way my mom worked at the church that we went to mm-hmm. so I I was there several days a week um, and so a lot of my healthy friends. environment yes for yeah. me personally it was a healthy environment for other people it wasn't but right. for me I, I don't necessarily have anything negative to say that happened to me personally yeah. but I know there like every church that, that yeah, has its I think their thing was like it was too clicky and mm-hmm. like um, just like the type of people that they got like wrapped into yeah. were, you know, like that. But I had the same experience whenever I, I was baptized Catholic mm-hmm. and uh, my church was like very like warm and 
welcoming and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And people were like, but Catholicism is like super toxic, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I like my church. I, I mean, obviously it is, but like, again, I was so young too, I guess like that was the only experience that I kind of like took home with me. Yeah. But I would say, like, I guess it's up to the personal, like, to each person. Like, if it mm-hmm. fulfills you and it makes you happy, then yeah, keep doing it. If you don't feel fulfilled, then you then that's well, good. Then I feel like you it. took a lot of good qualities from yeah. like uh, what religion can like uh, mm-hmm. enforce upon people, like being kind and just gentle and welcoming. Like, I feel like you took a lot of good things from that. Why are you I laughing, Will? Uh, the use of the word enforce there was funny. Um, but, but also, um, yeah, I find that interesting because th- that's a really common outlook among people. It, I think probably everywhere, but certainly all over the South where people are re- raised in very religious communities and then maybe they leave those communities and they get less like specific to one religion Mm-hmm. kind of thing but I've always thought it was interesting that there's an outlook of like oh you know if you if it's if you get something good out of it if it makes you smile then you know by all means go ahead and that's fascinating to me because it it, it excludes essentially like like what a religion is in a certain sense mm-hmm. you know yeah like people I guess that's what Christianity is sort of built for. You know, it's a system that survived for, you know, about a quarter of, like, written language existing. Yeah. It's a long time. Well, you wanted to be a preacher. Yes. I was very serious about being a preacher. Okay. Preacher of? Of Jesus. (laughs) Um, When was this? Father God. Um, in high school, mostly, yeah, I was, um, raised Methodist here in Atlanta, which is kind of a, you know, relatively lax, but I wouldn't say liberal Mm -hmm. denomination, at least the way that it was at at our church. You know, there was a, uh, their outlook on things like, uh, being gay and, Mm -hmm masturbation and stuff like that was a little more like this is this is probably fine um which which at the time was you know that's kind of a stance like a lot of religions especially in the south were not cool with that stuff so made it a lot less guilty growing up i think but i was like i did some sermons to the full church when i was like a kid it was, it was a pretty big church and uh, I was on the church council for a while, like the only kid on it. I was just sort of really into that side of religion. Mm. I've read the Bible like four times. Yeah, well, that's a long book. Yeah, I mean that's sort of averaging it out because I probably read the New Testament like ten oh, times, yeah. but it's way shorter than the Old Testament. So I didn't know that about you. That's very interesting. That explains like a lot. Like it, I feel like an experience like that too. Um, and like leaving that experience makes for a more well-rounded person too because you can see things from multiple perspectives and then like also like it shows in your music too you like whenever you're writing um it's all very like well written and um 
Just very, like, it came from a smart person. That's yeah. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, I guess. Thank you so much. I, yeah. I do think uh, preaching and, like, fronting a band mm-hmm. are, have a lot of similarities between yeah. them. But I think um, that might be an indicator of maybe one of the things we're coming across topic-wise right now is, like, moderation and sort of being reasonable and having positive takeaways from things mm-hmm. because... You know, in my head, the reason why I read the Bible that many times was like, okay, all y'all are like Christians or Methodists, but do y'all know what the fuck is in here? Yeah. Do you know anything about any of this stuff that you're, you know, that was it, not sort of, not as like a rebellion or as a challenge, but as like a, if this is the key to reality and salvation and how things work and what has happened in our history then, like, I want to actually know what it is instead of just kind of say, like, and now we're feeling good and we're, we're loved and all that stuff. And if you read the Bible, that shit's insane. Yeah. I'm not saying it's all, like, I'm not saying insane in that sense, meaning it's all completely bizarre and stupid. I mean, there's just so much stuff in there. It's scary. That is, like, not part of basic feel good Sunday school mm-hmm. love each other type of stuff there's that too yeah yeah I've never read it before but I am like interested in reading it for the same reason cause it's just like I feel like it's such a big part of like um a lot of people's lives and you know like history too so like I've always wanted to read it, but the words are so tiny. I can't There's focus. Some, I need, a, like, a big print. Well, there there are some large print, but, I mean, yeah. that book's mm-hmm. humongous. <laughs> um, Takes a long time to get yeah. through that joint. We'll just use it I as, just like, wouldn't, I wouldn't... Uh, the New Testament has some better stories in it. Um, Can Old you spark notes it? The Old Testament and the New Testament? Yeah. I think the Old Testament is is the more interesting, like, story stories. Mm-hmm. New, I mean, New I Testament, would say... But it's in terms of, like, what's better, it's, like, mm-hmm. is a story about, like, people committing incest, like, quote-unquote, better than, like, a boring story about Paul hanging out with some people in some random village? Yeah. Like The Old Testament definitely has more stories than the New Testament. So the New Testament <laughs> is a censored version of the Old Testament? No. They're two different oh. if parts if, to the Bible. I didn't pay attention in church. I, I, like, I said it was. This is what I'm talking about. Coming out and being like, "See, I just my church makes me feel good. Uh-huh. Catholicism isn't toxic. It's like people don't even people don't even know what the Bible is. No, I don't. This is what I'm saying. I mean, Man, being in the South sucks. I liked the stories that my priest would tell. And I also liked the sh- <laughs> I liked the structure of of a mass. It like I don't know. Whenever something is like. This is how everything is done. There's a, what is it? Beginning, middle, and end. I guess. No. But like a, a schedule type, you know, or. Like a, a template. Yeah, we're all using the wrong words. Like, okay. <laughs> no okay. word is like triggering I what think I'm looking for. This is for. all lining up because I think you're a little OCD. And uh, <gasps> so liking schedules and. Routine. Routine. There's a routine. That's the word. Catholicism is very ritual. Yes. Shall we even say? Ritual. Traditions. I yes. have an altar in the kitchen where all my plants are. You have a what? An altar. 
Oh, ulcer. Yeah, it sounded oh, like you said ulcer. I thought you said ulcer too. I was like, so sorry, you have an ulcer. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Do you like want to unpack that or like? No, but um. This is what I'm talking about. Should people have to pass a test to even say they're a Christian? Like, I feel like you should be able to answer some sort of basic like. Will are you mad at me? Like a no, I'm, I'm not <laughs> mad at you. I'm, I'm I'm saying this is this to me is one of the most fascinating aspects of. Mm-hmm like human self-identification mm-hmm. in the first place like people think they are things or they resonate with certain things mm-hmm. that they don't necessarily know about i am not saying that i'm not a part of that too i think it's just kind of what we are that's what people do with political parties i don't know if they can outline everything that's you know on the docket for their party i feel like people this is more abstract but i feel like people like to be particularly identified with a certain group or affiliation um, like in the terms of politics they have to agree with every single thing that their party says or in religion they absolutely agree with every single thing that that religion teaches which I feel like people should be more well rounded and they can agree or disagree with things that are inside and outside of their affiliation mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And things like that. I feel like people feel like the need to agree with every single thing that their affiliation does. We like have an opinion on everything. Yeah. Um, and I feel like people shouldn't have to feel the need to do that. If they want to think something different than the person in mm-hmm. their group, then they should be comfortable, feel able to feel something different or believe in something different. Yeah. I mean, well said. It took me a really long time to say that, but that's what I was I mean, it's... No, I feel like that's a very important thing that I've always, like, not always, but very recently, or I guess um, within the past, like, two or three years, mm-hmm. I'm just like, why do we need to comment on everything? Like, why do we need to, like, feel a certain way about Especially everything? Especially if it's something that you don't know a ton about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, you you definitely need to, like, do your research first before you, mm-hmm. like, say anything. And I just, and it's so easy to. I've always said, like, how do we have the, a world of information at our literal fingertips on our phones? Use it sometimes. And yet we still find a way to, like, say nonsense or things that just, like, aren't true. And even though it's easy to have that information at your fingertips, it's even easier just to immediately say without thinking, without doing any research, this is what I do. I hate it. Those like the, you know, like Instagram pages, like the shade room or like there. What is that? Shade room. It's like these gossip Instagram pages. Oh, is it like Dumois or whatever it's called? Dumois is. is, (laughs) Sorry. I don't know. Dumois is a intent is to actually find the truth um but yeah they have integrity they have integrity Shade room does not Damois <laughs> would be like uh we'll get a submission and they all have since they're talking about like celebrities too like they have to be like allegedly with everything oh okay and people who follow Damois is just like oh we want gossip and like is this true or is it not true it's just like all fun shade room on the other hand and pages like it mm-hmm um, and also, like, these are uh, predominantly ran by black people, too. Um, and it's, like, all this gossip about people or baiting people about, like, things like homosexuality or, like, trans people and stuff like that. They'll be, like, trans woman, like, uh, 
it scams man into thinking that she's a woman or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's what the headline will be. And then, like, all the comments will be like, this is why, blah, 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 like, being super homophobic and, like, transphobic and stuff like that. And, like, the moderator is not being like, no, that's not actually what happened. Like, the, the headline is, you know, baiting you or whatever. Like, I, I just hate, like, the conclusions that people, like, jump to um, in the name of, like, them, like, justifying their... Uh, homophobia or like transphobia or like racism or sexism like I don't know I just went on a tangent but like it it just drives me insane I'm I'm the one in the comments that is like guys we gotta read like come on now you're the mom in the comments I'm the mom in the comments everyone let's calm down everybody please do our research like justify or not justifying but explaining what actually happened and it's like shut they're like shut the fuck up I've seen people be like (laughs) uh, no I've seen people comment be like we just we just want to believe lies. We just we are willingly we're willingly lies. being like it's we, we don't give a fuck. We wanted to we wanted it to be this way. Um, delusion is my uh, my favorite uh, pastime. Yeah. My delusion is my favorite pastime. Yeah. Um. Well, anyways, that was a, a long. Uh, you originally asked me about my childhood, and then we yeah we got here. Oh, well, I never said that I I never did not say that I don't have ADHD. No, I don't mind it. I yeah. just think it's funny that we we found all ourselves. Yeah. So you have sisters only. I have one sister. Yes. And brother. And brother. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm the baby. You're the youngest. Mm, I am the youngest. Okay. And that does it like? Do you feel like? you got, like, any special treatment as, like, a younger child, too? This is going out to my sister and my brother. If you guys watch this, I did not watch. get any... Listen to this. Mm-hmm. Are we on camera? Are we on camera? <laughs> Someone filming us? I'm scared. Um, I don't think that I got any special treatment. They would argue otherwise. Um, they would argue otherwise. No, no, no. no you can... They would argue otherwise. Uh-huh. But um, I don't think so. I just think... Am I talking loud again? Yeah. No, you're great. I'm just getting heated. Um... <laughs> I was the youngest. My parents had already had two kids before me, so and I was a very even, even tempered kid, even keeled kid. What is, I don't know what the word is. I was very mildly. The way I'm staring at you, I don't know. Like I was not. Both of those yeah. work. I was yeah. not really quiet. I was not really loud. I was right in the middle, um, and so mm. they didn't really worry about me. And so sometimes that translates to I had a little bit more freedom um, than my other two siblings. Uh, because I wasn't, I'm not saying that I didn't lash out, because I did lash out, but <laughs> I was just, I feel like there was a lot of trust between me and my parents, and then when my siblings went to college, you know, it was just me and my parents, and so there was a lot more freedom there. Mm. And they, I feel like they might see that as special treatment, but I just, you know, tried to be a good son, and when I was in high school... You're bad. Little, I was a little shit. You're I wasn't bad. saying I was like bad, but I was like I had an attitude with me, and everyone does. They were in high school with, their, with your parents. Yes, I thought I knew what I was talking about. Mm. Um, I thought I knew what I was doing, and I did not. Um, but I had a friend just like you in high school. Oh really? His name was Nick. Go, go ahead. <laughs> and that's it. Um, no, well, everything you said just reminded me yeah. of him. That was my closest friend in high school. Oh. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really think I, I got special treatment. We all did different things in different ways. I had different 
connections and relationships with my parents than my siblings did. Mm-hmm. Um, like my mom, I'm very musically inclined. My mom was a music teacher, so I was very close with her in that regard. Mm-hmm. But also I loved being outside and fishing. I would go camping with my dad all the time. So I had different things with different people. And me and my brother really love uh, comedy shows. That's what me and him bond about. Mm-hmm. Um that's where you get your sense of humor from. Yes. Me and him quote lines to each other all the time. And then me and my sister, we like to play Mario Kart. Um, and You live with her? I used to live with mm-hmm. her. Now I live with you. And you. It's like, uh, yeah. True. Yeah. I just walked five steps over from my bedroom. But I have different things with different, you know, different mm-hmm. members of my family. So That's nice. That didn't really answer your question. Well, where I ended up didn't really answer your question, but... It because I was a baby, you yeah, I don't really think so. I, I no, I think you did answer my question. Um, mm-hmm. I think it what it translates to is like your parents kind of like uh, relaxed a little too by the time they had you. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think it worked out too because you have a really good relationship with your family, it seems. And I'm very blessed to have that. I know a lot yeah. of people cannot say that. Um, but I. Because some of, sometimes, like, people's relationship with their parents is outside of their control. Like, they would love to have a good relationship with, yeah, you know, their parents or their mm-hmm. siblings or something like that. And there's situations outside of their control where they can't have that. So I have been yeah. very thankful to be able to f- keep fostering a good relationship mm-hmm. with them and also be in a situation to already have a good relationship with them. So Yeah. They are so sweet, too. They are. Everybody in your family, I haven't met all of them, but they're very much yeah. like happy to be here. They really are. And yeah. they, well, I will say my parents are bad with names. They literally called you Chloe. <laughs> my, which is when my When they first my met dog, you, they called dog. you Chloe. Yeah. Yeah. But they are terrible with me. So I was like, her name's not Chloe. <laughs> yeah. True. But that's okay. I mean, Chloe is a good name, but I just don't look like one. I don't think. You never. If you're on the Jersey Shore. No, my name would be Denise <laughs> if I was on Jersey Shore. 
But we don't have to talk about that. Maybe you should do an interview with Denise. <gasps> oh my oh gosh, my God. that would be hilarious if you Your like alter ego. literally. <laughs> I have switching back. Okay, yeah, like I literally have not cut this accent at all. <laughs> it's split for like months. It's a split personality. That's just like one thing about me. I just never really grew up. So, I just, yes, Denise. Denise is just you know, yeah. She's coming. Well, you have siblings too. Which which order are you? What, in what order are you? I'm the oldest of three. <gasps> younger brother, younger sister. Oh my god, that's so and they're, they're both dope. Yeah, I love my siblings. Yeah. I'm the middle of four. And like my sister... Are you a, a older middle or younger middle? I'm the younger middle. Okay. I was... Me and my youngest <laughs> brother are 13 months apart. And then we were all very close in age. We were all in high school together. Like, always in school together um, for at least a year or two. But, um, yeah, with my family, it was, like, girl, boy, girl, boy, too. Um, And I feel like my sister, being the oldest of four and also being the oldest girl um, and, you know, being my parents' first kid, um, it was, like, a trial thing and... um, you know, she didn't get to do a lot of things. There was a lot of rebellion. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, whenever you get to, like, the second and the third, mm-hmm. your, the parents kind of, like, relax a little bit. Was How was it for you? Like, did you feel like, you know, you didn't get to do a lot of things that your younger siblings did? Um, Hard to say. Mm-hmm. I think... Um I did grow up in a in a very strict household mm. and community, I would say. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think we all just handled it differently. Like my, I did a lot of rebelling and lashing out, to use some of Bobby's terminology. And <laughs> um, I always felt I was at odds with my <laughs> with the general. <laughs> Values of my community, and uh, I was a weird kid for sure. So mm-hmm. there was a lot more. Like you go to school, you're, there are confrontations. People are like, "Why are you wearing that?" Whatever. You come home, there's confrontations over this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just kind of used to like airing things out and being like, "I'm not gonna fucking." just ignore this like I'll, I'll bring it up and then my brother is a lot more of like a like yeah, yeah, yeah I'll do what you are telling me to do for sure mm-hmm. and then just like go do whatever he wants and then whenever he would get busted for it eventually he would just be like he would not argue he'd be like yep yeah, yeah I messed up sorry you know mm-hmm. and that, that I think is a much better way to play the game as a youth and my sister is like not really super rebellious like Mm. she's awesome she's cool but i don't think she was as into like fighting the system or whatever or like her friend group didn't didn't seem to be like oh it's really cool to like go do drugs or Mm. like you know do dangerous things it seems like she didn't necessarily need to fight as much in that respect Mm. that's kind of how i was i think um my sister that's kind of how, like, me and the rest of my siblings were. Because my sister did just, like, did the, like, drugs thing and, like, rebelling so 
badly um, that it was kind of just like, okay, like I have no interest in like doing, I don't, like I don't care about mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, I, um, <clears throat> when I was in high school though, I, you know, I like drank and like smoked and stuff like that, but it was never to the extent of like, it would like affect me negatively because I wasn't doing that, doing it that often. Um, I just had no desire to like sneak out or mm-hmm. anything like that. I just, you know, I was like, my parents said I can't go, so I'm not going. I'm not going. I ain't going, sister. It might, I don't know. It might, I can't speak to it because I wasn't the older one, but I will, you might know, is there like a lot of pressure to being like the first child? Like if you, I guess once you get younger siblings, do you think, Sort of, I don't, this might just be personal to you, but like the rebellion, do you think that came from the pressure of being the oldest sibling or is it not related? Um, I think it probably is related because there might be unrealistic expectations for you. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily one-to-one. Mm-hmm. Like for me, the pressure and expectations were, it felt like coming from everywhere. Like I grew up. Oh, okay. In a community that really wanted everybody to kind of dress and act the same, and self-expression was kind of frowned upon, creativity wasn't really valued, and, um, you know, like, there was, like, one kid in my class one year was a Democrat, and everybody <laughs> else, like, it, it just everything was kind of samey, so if you're outside of that, um, and I, I guess another... Um, thing as far as pressure and expectation goes like uh, the type of school I went to I went to a Christian school mm-hmm. where literally when I was in high school a girl um, got into Yale and then found out she didn't get into Harvard and killed herself <laughs> it, it was that type of environment it, it was very cutthroat very Oof. very competitive everyone was really on like like if you were stupid if you weren't making good grades like people didn't really value your opinion, so you everything was really like oh, wow. um, intense. And I'm a pretty competitive, like A type person, so I think in some respects I thrived on that. But you just when you're growing up under that condition and under the expectation that you're going to be like a surgeon or like the president or some something like that, mm-hmm. you I think start to. Like, you really have to, like, take control of every situation you're in and sort of, like, if people are giving you shit or if something's in your way, the way that you're handling it and the way that everyone you know is handling it is to just sort of, like, blast through it. And my brother and sister went to a high school that was a little chiller, had much bigger arts programs, and... Oh, yeah, that's nice. It was more of a... It was more of a setup where I was seeing people... And I was friends with people my age that went to that school where people were like very different from each other, but they would still be friends, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, That to me seems a lot more healthy. It seems like people are able to express themselves without getting like sectioned off into a clique or having labels put on you. Oh, that's nice. So to answer your original question, I think yes, but... The reason why I became, you know, maybe a more extreme version of, like, rebelling against expectations is because I do think there were 
a kind of a crazy amount of like looking back on the conditions I grew up in there were and like it wasn't bad it was it felt cool but <laughs> you know I'm not saying it's like a boohoo story it's yeah. but it is intense being out mm-hmm. of it and looking back on it, I'm like that is pretty like out of the median of how most people interesting um grow up in some respect interesting sorry yeah, but, uh, was... you know, this is your interview, so yeah, yeah no, so it's really... turned into your interview as well because you're invite you're uh including just like really good personal details, too. Thank you. That I'm old... hearing Ellie in the kitchen. Should we get Ellie on this? Yeah, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, Ellie can provide a very different uh, yeah, yeah she's not, not from the south. south, oh, okay. Um, Ellie, well, we don't, don't make me get her, Ellie. Can you come into my room, please? Can you open up about your childhood right now? We're we're recording a podcast. Oh. You want to? Do you want to? Do you want to open up about your childhood? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> She's <laughs> gay. Everyone, then. scooch over. Everybody, scoot the fuck over. <laughs> Ellie's coming. Come on, come on, sweetie. Are you gonna ask me questions though? Because like I don't have a lot to say about my childhood. Well, we're just talking right now. You're okay. handling other people's childhoods these days. Yeah, I am. As a teacher, mm-hmm. you're forming. Other yeah, children. Ellie is a is a teacher um, for uh, middle schoolers, um, right? Yep. Right. Okay. Little demons. Little. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a really like interesting age to teach as well. Because um, like I want I'm going to school to be a teacher, but I just uh, whenever I was like outweighing like who should I like teach. It was like no elementary, no middle school, because they say stupid shit all the time. And high school is like the most tolerable, I feel like. Uh, so like we're talking about my podcast is called Grow the Fuck Up. Okay. So we're talking about stuff like that. How do you think? But like, it's, <laughs> honestly, like you, your upbringing, too, matters because it's like uh, you're now like shaping a lot of uh, kids like lives right now. Like I feel like I had really been impacted by you know all the teachers that I had. Do you feel like any pressure to like you know mold them, or are you just like uh you know I'm just uh, here to teach you and goodbye. A little bit, but mm-hmm. also they're from very different backgrounds than I was from, so I'm still kind of trying to mm-hmm. figure out who they are and how my upbringing yeah will shape the way that I interact with them yeah. Because, like, being a teacher is, like, an unspoken, like, you're a counselor, too. Like, mm-hmm. you're a parent to some. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty pretty intense. Mm-hmm. I feel a little less pressured to parent because I'm so young. Mm-hmm. But compared to, like, my 40-year-old colleagues are definitely second parents to students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably got to be a helpful method of... Uh, control sounds like a bad word, but just sort of like management in terms of like if people are getting unruly in the classroom, if you have a more like maternal or paternal um, like air about you, maybe people subconsciously react in a way that's like, okay, I got to do what they're saying. Mm-hmm. It's easier to get the kids that you have a better relationship with to do what they're supposed to be doing. Like, without yelling at them, if that makes sense. Like, if I have a good relationship with you outside of just academic work, then you're much more inclined to listen to what I'm saying to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, 
you're doing um, Teach for America, too. Um, and so that brought you from Boston to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us grew up in the South. We're we're Southerners <laughs> through what, and through. What part of the South is Boston? Yeah. Mm, Yankee. Yeah. <laughs> how, how different do you think uh, Boston is to... Uh, southern like culture too to southern culture yeah polar opposite mm-hmm. atlanta doesn't feel as much like southern southern no, as like no. if i was in the middle of nowhere georgia but i'd say it's the opposite it's mm-hmm. like very liberal which is the opposite of what i think of uh, the, south. the south as yeah that's fair yeah no atlanta's not a good example of it i didn't grow up in atlanta i grew up in warner robins which is uh central georgia and very, very, like, going to Atlanta is like, when you live in Warner Robins visiting Atlanta, it's like going to fucking, like, New York or, like, L.A. or something. Like, people are taking pictures of, of everything and, like, at Linux Mall, like, getting pictures taken of them. And it's really cheesy and, like, special to everybody. Like, the Cheesecake Factory was, like... I went to the Cheesecake Factory, and I got to shop at Linux Mall this weekend. What did you do? It's very uh, corny. Um, <laughs> and just, I still see it to this day. But, um, yeah, like, compared to that, I feel like um, Boston is very similar to Atlanta, or would be very similar to what Atlanta is to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. Like, the way the cities are set up is very different. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't need to drive nearly anywhere in Boston. But yeah. More walkable? More walkable, better public transport. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our public transport here is, like, the worst in the entire universe. Yeah. It, yeah. It can, it can die. I've just been told not to get on it. Don't do it. Um, you are... We were talking about, like, order of... Uh, order... Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> no, it's, it's a strong condemnation. What? I, I ride Marta... Oh. Well, I talked to someone else from Boston, and they said, yeah, don't get on it. The first time I got on it, someone pulled out a gun. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just, I think I have plans that day, and I won't be getting on Marta. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at your trauma. But it didn't happen to me. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, oh, somebody else. Somebody was, else told me that, but they were, like, telling saying. me what it's equivalent to in Boston, and it's, like, mm-hmm. the sketchiest line. Yeah. Of, Oh, my God. Um, so we were talking about order of, like, siblings. Mm-hmm. Birth order. B- birth. You're so smart. Because I was sitting here, like, dancing around the words. I was like, <laughs> how do I say this? Um, so birth order, you are... Middle. The middle, like mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Middle of how many? Three. Okay. So you're an actual middle. Legs, yeah. Okay. And how is that, like... Because you were telling me since um, you went to, like, college and stuff, it's, like, it's, yeah. Like, in some ways, I take on the oldest sibling Mm -hmm. part of it because I finished college and stuff before my brother did. So there's stuff that I'm doing that nobody in my family has done. Like, none of the kids have had to do yet. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, I'm, like, the experimental, see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have to think about a lot of stuff first. But for most of my life, he did everything before I did. And that was fine. Mm-hmm. But we did not get along growing up because he didn't like that I was, like, right behind him. Mm. But how, so, um, how many years? Two years. So there's okay. two years between everybody, except my brother and my sister are four. And they always got along better because there was more space between them. Yeah. I think there's something to that. Like, my sister is six years younger than me. And mm-hmm. we've never had, like, a 
like you suck. Like mm. there's, there's never there's never been anything like that. <laughs> but when I was really little, I did have it where I was either one of two girls, so we could gang up on my brother, or I was one of the two oldest, so we could gang up on my sister. You were always in the dominant group. Yeah. Wow. You were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a power play. Mm-hmm. You're you're a true, uh, you know. I don't really know how to put it. It's, it's just like a political. What's that guy? Voltaire. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, vaguely. Alright, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Will's in timeout for that one. No. Um, well, yeah, I was a middle child too, and um, uh, it turned out to be like my, uh, my oldest sibling and my youngest brother are like very, very like won't leave the nest. Like, mm. my sister has moved out, but uh, my youngest brother hasn't, but, like, you know, she depends on, like, a lot of my what my parents do. And then, like, me and my uh, older brother uh, are, like, the more responsible ones. Like, he's an engineer and, like, bought a house, and he's engaged now. And, um, and then, like, mm. I moved out. I bought a car by myself, and I pay all my bills by myself, no phone bill paid by my parents or car notes and stuff like that um so like it was I don't think anybody was also like envious of me though because Mm. like I had a terrible relationship with my parents and they were like uh like I was always picked on like by the youngest the oldest and the other oldest and I was like how did that happen like I thought this was like the youngest child that would get Mm -hmm. picked on or something like that um but like so, like, I always spent a lot of time by myself. I remember, like, whenever the Nintendo DS Lite came out, I didn't ask for one that Christmas. All of my other siblings did. So, like, they were like, we're not going to fucking play with you. Like, you're, you and your dolls. Like, we're going to play on the trampo- trampoline with our, like, Nintendos. Bye. Like, fuck you. And then I just cried all the time. My mom went out and bought me a Nintendo DS because she was like, nobody's going to leave my baby out. Um, but, um... Yeah, like, it was it was just very, uh, it was harder for me, because, like, I just felt, like, isolated by that all the time, and then, like, I just didn't really, like, do anything my other siblings like to do. Mm. Mm. My brother hated me for so long, but now he's like, let's be best friends, and I'm like, mm, okay. Are you scared? Well, I'm just like, I don't really know you like that. <laughs> I know we're related and all, but like I don't know you. It's not like we were like hanging out our entire childhood. We were kind of no rivals. Reconnecting is really hard because I don't talk to anybody in my family. Yeah, and so that is something that you like have to like really like weigh and consider. People think like, oh, it's like your family. You can reconnect really easily, and it's like no. It's at the end of the day, it's a person. Right. Yeah, it's a stranger. Uh, And my sister and I went to the same college, so he feels very Mm. left out of that because we got closer, obviously, when we were in uh, at Richmond together. Yeah. Roll spied. Roll spied. Go (laughs) Durs. Love that. Um, Okay. Well. Ellie, we can continue this another time. Okay. We won't take any more of your time. Okay, my water's probably boiling. <laughs> Ellie's uh, making her nightly pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for cameoing. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ellie. Um, let's finish up your like segment, and then Will's got to go take care of a dog, right? Yeah, I gotta go save a dog. Oh, save him, her. So, Bobby, 
The biggest thing is, is that you grew up in the deep south. What part did you grow up in? I grew up in Alabama, in central Alabama. Central. What is, what city? Uh, I grew up in Birmingham. Okay. So, well, I grew up in the suburbs. Okay. But, it, but you grew up in a southern part of uh, the country being mm. gay. Mm. Did you did you have like a coming out or was it like I feel like too like your family the type of family you have kind of helps where you don't have to do something like that. Um This really had nothing to do with like the south or anything but me mm. personally I don't believe that people if they don't want to they shouldn't have to come out. Yeah. Um I never felt like I had to post a video about it or I had to no. go up to my best friends and be like, listen, your suspicions about me all along were right. <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I kind of see it as like, you can assume things about me, but if your assumption's right, I mean, I can't be mad at that. Like if you're, so like people would assume things all the time, but I was like, you're not wrong. So like, I can't be mad at you. Yeah. So I was like, as long as you assume you're not an ass if you're right. So, yeah. um, unless you're, you're assume wrong, anything about me, be right about it, bitch. Yeah. So you gotta, you know, be yeah. strong in your suspicions, mm-hmm. but, um, <laughs> I never really, I never really felt like, like I had to, I had very supportive friends. So, mm-hmm. but I didn't really, I don't think there was like a single person that I really had to, um, some be- sometimes like families just like, no. Oh no. And my parents were like, yeah, you like we knew. I mean, obviously, and they were religious, so there's yeah. there's that whole side to that. So I'm not saying that they were celebrating me with open arms. There's that whole thing about it. Um, They're like, I'll love you anyways. At first, yes, I'm yeah. still their son, regardless mm-hmm. of if they support that. But that's another topic for another day. Yeah, um, well, we but, only get one interview. <laughs> Thank God. I don't want to get into that. Um, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> is this still going? Okay. Um, but they, like, even when sometimes, like, when we talk about it, they're, like, they're your parents. And if you have mm-hmm. a good relationship with them, they know everything about you. So yeah. it was it was no uh, surprise. But I, I didn't feel like I had to. I went to, like, a public high school in the South. So there were, there were their own. There were those problems. But mm-hmm. the group that I group of friends which was a very large group of friends I'm not saying I was best friends with all of them but mm-hmm. we just stuck to our own inside of that high school so yeah we kind of like shut out the rest of the I mean we were weird we were <laughs> some weird high school kids yeah weird yeah um but like to us we just we had fun and did dumb stuff so I was the same way yeah you're a and, theater kid um I, I was, mm-hmm. I would say more specifically, um, theater's not as big in Alabama as it is in Georgia in high mm, school. Yeah. It's a really big thing. Uh, show choir is a really big thing in Alabama. Mm. That's like where all the money and the arts goes to is show choir and marching band are very big. What is show choir? Show choir is not likely. That's the first thing I will say. Um, show choir is a group, is a choir. So like a group of like, it can be anywhere from like 15 to like 45 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they... Um, sing and dance at the same time. So it's sort of like musical theater, but they perform a 20 to 25 minute show that they compete at season. Like, you know, like a marching band show sort of has a theme and they have a time limit. It's the same thing for show choir, but you sing and dance at the same time. The whole group is doing the same thing, singing in parts, like four part harmony. There's a band behind them 
depending on how much money the school has, sometimes there's like a set to it. Like a That sounds awesome. It's it gets the high school that I went to was very lucky. We had a lot of funding so that we there were like very high quality yeah. shows that were put on every single season. But that was like the big thing and that was my group. Mm-hmm. I did I did also do theater, but that was like the thing that everyone did. If you didn't do sports, you didn't do football, which we sucked in football. <laughs> so like, I don't know why they acted like it was a big deal, but like if you were in the arts, you did um, show choir, just like mm-hmm. if you were in the arts in Georgia, you would do theater. Um, and then you carry that into your career. Yeah. Yeah. I work for a theater now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I work with a lot of college students and high school students. Um, and I'm like, I was you way back when. Yeah. Um, but it's, 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 it's fun. It's interesting to see, but, um, yeah, that's the, that group kind of kept me insulated from what a lot of people see in like stereotypical Southern high school mm-hmm. from like, you know, it's her, Ellie uh, makes her nightly pasta. That is her timer. The oh, pasta's done. I was like, okay. That was a cool sound. Wind chimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, I would say I had a pretty good high school, but I know like people would talk shit about me, but I just didn't hear about it. But I knew it was happening. But yeah. It was blissful and delusion. But it's, I just pretend like it didn't happen. But is it delusion? It's more Well, so I wouldn't say like, delusion. It's yeah. just selective hearing. Mm. Um, <laughs> but. Or just trusting that you, you know, yeah. your own individual. And there was, there was, when I went to high school, I was one of like maybe two I think I can think of only two people that were out um, in the entire high school. I went to my graduating class had about 400 people in it. So four or 500 times four, whatever that math is. So like a mid-sized high school, um, mm-hmm. there was only like two or three out people. I mean, there was a couple more closeted people, but yeah. um, that wasn't my place. Um, <laughs> but there was like one or two. But now when I go, I used to, um, I choreograph now for show choirs. Mm-hmm. And so when I, sometimes I've gone back to my alma mater, um, and other high schools, and I see, like, so many more out people. And I think it's so nice, but also at the same time, I was like, y'all don't know how hard it was to be one mm-hmm. of, like, three or four gay people in this high school. I mean, and I'm including, like, or from what I can remember, like, all sides of that spectrum, like, any queer people. Yeah. Um. There wasn't a lot, and now there's so much more people, and I'm glad that they have that. That gener- this generation's um, very lucky. I'm not saying like I paved the way for them. Like no. I was, <laughs> I didn't do anything in in that aspect. But now they, we used to have what was called like the GSA, the Gay Straight Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just lesbians, and I wasn't allowed to be in the group. <gasps> I asked if I could join, and the door was locked. But gay is. And I said, okay, this is just a group gay is of not the L. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think now they have like a pride uh, okay. organization, a pride club um, yeah. in there. But I'm glad that they can feel safe to mm-hmm. do that now. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap this up. But do you have any... Are you nervous? No, but I'm just wearing a sweatshirt. So okay. I'm sweating. It's a cool sweatshirt, by It the way. is. I didn't know you were a Nirvana fan. Uh, I'm absolutely... I'm not. Uh, no. This is from Urban Outfitters. Yeah, we, I was going to say, we <laughs> yeah. are ex-employees I just liked it because it looks cool. Damn. I'm sorry. I'll go listen to Nirvana, though. No, no you don't have to. No, they, they, they uh, look it's good. Just a cool, it's a cool hoodie, but I, like, I'm, I love Nirvana. Yeah. Just listen to their um, Unplugged record. No. Is this an album? Oh yeah, yeah Jada did some uh, Nirvana Unplugged a karaoke last yeah. night. My girl, so good. Thank so you. Good. Okay, I'm the performer. There we go. You I'm do a, a you do a good Kurt. Yeah, 
my girl. Um, anyways, that was great. Is there anything that you would like to close with? Like y- y- your insight on like just being happy in life is is, mm-hmm. is not toxic either. It's just very genuine. Yeah, I mean, I, I say that so like I don't get depressed or I yeah. don't get sad. Um, not saying that my life is perfect because it is not, but <laughs> you know, I just try to. Try to be nice to people, especially in today's world. You know, there's so much shit that's happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, even something as simple as being nice to being courteous or asking how like a service worker's day is going up until because that can make someone's day if they're having a shitty day up and to like, you know, giving back. Um, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that. I have not. Do you <laughs> are you a charitable man? Um, I was a missionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents were missionaries. We lived in South America for a time. So I feel yeah. like that was my servant-hearted um, era. Mm-hmm. I like that. Just knock it out. And then you're Yeah, you're and it was against my will. I didn't really have a choice to do it. I kind of had to do it. But, and that's um, enough for a lifetime. No, and that's a terrible <laughs> way of thinking of it. But, um, you know, that scarred me. So I haven't really. Right. Uh, Oh, like walking around East Atlanta, and someone's like, "You got a couple books?" And you're like, "No, nah, I did the South America thing." <laughs> I, I was I was don't dirt worry. poor for a long time. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, okay. But I, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I'm sorry. It's that okay. Was a long, That's how Bobby. Uh, never mind. Will, do you have any closing remarks before you go take care of a dog? Bobby, it's been a it's been a pleasure and a gift to hear your story. <laughs> um, My testimony. Being your roommate. <laughs> And, you know, just hearing the, the way that you interface with the world, it's truly inspirational. Oh, my gosh. And I think, I don't want to speak for Jada, but I will. I think Jada and I are better people as a result. So thank you. The month that I have been here. <laughs> Was I bad before? No. <laughs> well, that's, that's very kind of you to say, yeah. Will, and I very appreciate it. I'm glad that we had this positive conversation, and I got to know more about you two as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody, that was how Bobby is growing the fuck up. That is how I'm doing it. Do you have, like, a theme song? Not yet. I'm... Maybe we should collaborate on one because you're a musician, too. Yeah. Just put on some keys, and then he can sing. And yeah, if you do play. the instrumental, I'll, do, I'll sing something. I'll just, like, talk oh, over it. It could be. It could just be, like, a little jingle. This is how <laughs> yeah, we're growing yeah, yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Scoop it up, Bob. It could be like a little jazzy, though. We can little show choir style. <laughs> no, we don't have to do that. We don't have to subject them to that. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a, a, a great time, but now we gotta go. Bye, everybody. Good night. Bye.